Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. I hope you were with us last time. If not, you missed essential background to the setting of Jeremiah, chapters 37 and 38, which are our central texts as we watch God care for Jeremiah, who is arrested and put in prison. God cares for you in prison, and he cares for your families also. And we'll see how the Lord does this in the life of Jeremiah in a moment. Now, if you miss any of our broadcasts, just visit our website and listen to the free Always available, God is podcast. Godisministry.org. That's Godisministry.org. Stay up to date that way. Those of you with us will remember that Zedekiah is king of Judah and Jerusalem, and the Babylonians, also known as the Chaldeans, are attacking him and the Israelite people just as Jeremiah and other prophets have accurately predicted. So Zedekiah sends an ambassador from his military down to Egypt to appeal to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, Hophra, for help. He wants men and weapons to come up and counterattack the Chaldeans defending Jerusalem. We know this from both the Bible and an archaeological discovery. In 1935, and again in 1938, ostraca were discovered in a guard room below the gate tower inside the outer wall of a place called Lachish. Lachish is southwest of Jerusalem. Ostrakon are broken pieces of pottery used for writing. The writing is etched into the pottery. And in what is labeled Ostrakhan number three, we read that a subordinate officer to the political leader or military commander of Lachish reports that Kaniah, son of Elnathan, traveled to Egypt to obtain military assistance for Judah. Isn't that fascinating? Once again, archaeological finds support what the Bible already says. God's word is always to be trusted. Because initially the Egyptians agreed to help and Pharaoh sent his army, the Chaldeans under the leadership of King Nebuchadnezzar backed off their siege on Jerusalem. This break in the action gives Jeremiah an opportunity to go back to the village Anatoth in the land of Benjamin where he grew up, where he can claim the property he had previously purchased. So, off Jeremiah goes, but then this happens. I'm reading Jeremiah chapter 37, verses 13 and 14. While Jeremiah was at the gate of Benjamin, a captain of the guard, whose name was Irajah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah, was there, and he arrested Jeremiah the prophet, saying, You are going over to the Chaldeans! But Jeremiah said, A lie. I am not going over to the Chaldean. Yet Irajah would not listen to him. So Irajah arrested Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. 
As I mentioned last time, Jeremiah is accused of being a traitor and jumping sides to the Chaldeans because the nature of Jeremiah's warning has been for the Israelites to not resist the Babylonian invasion. This gets interpreted by people like Arijah that Jeremiah is going to the Chaldeans, but Jeremiah calls this a lie. You have to understand that this man, Irijah, holds a grudge against Jeremiah because Jeremiah predicted the death of Irijah's grandfather, who we read in the text was Hananiah. You can read about that encounter in Jeremiah chapter 28, Jeremiah 28. Jeremiah's prediction came true. Hananiah died. Here, in chapter 37, Irijah arrests Jeremiah out of bitterness of heart and for revenge. Any of you in prison ever had to deal with grudges and revenge? I think so. I will keep reading at Jeremiah chapter 37, verses 15 and 16. Then the officials were angry at Jeremiah and beat him. And they put him in jail in the house of Jonathan the scribe, which they had made into the prison. For Jeremiah had come into the dungeon, that is, the vaulted cell, and Jeremiah stayed there many days. This dungeon, the vaulted cell, was a cistern, a pit with a relatively small opening at the top, designed to hold water. Imagine being down there. It is dark and dank and very lonely. There is no light, no airflow. Well, some of you do not have to imagine this is life for you. And remember, he was beaten, so he's nursing his wounds. And he was put there for some time. He's in solitary. The falsely accused prophet Jeremiah in solitary confinement. And Jeremiah thought he was going to die down there. How do we know that? A skittish King Zedekiah got jumpy and called for Jeremiah to be brought to him. Zedekiah wants to hear from the Lord. He will not obey what God says, but he still sure likes to hear it. Well, when Jeremiah visits the palace, he brings up the conditions down in the dungeon. Wouldn't you? I'm reading Jeremiah 37 verses 18 and 20. Moreover, Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, In what way have I sinned against you, or against your servants, or against this people, that you have put me in prison? But now please listen, O my lord the king, please let my petition come before you, and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, that I may not die there. Jeremiah makes his appeal I'm going to die down there in solitary. Please do not send me back. And then interestingly, in verse 21, we read, Then King Zedekiah gave commandment, and they committed Jeremiah to the court of the guardhouse and gave him a loaf of bread daily from the Baker Street until all the bread in the city was gone. So Jeremiah remained in the court of the guardhouse. Zedekiah gives Jeremiah a bit of a reprieve and orders that he be transferred to a safer part of the prison, the court of the guardhouse, and that Jeremiah be given bread every day. 
This tells me that Jeremiah was neglected and not even fed when he was in the cistern. A prison life is hard life. We on the outside may not always think so, but put a man or a woman behind bars with other violent criminals and jail is a dangerous place to be. Add to that the mistreatment of incarcerated individuals and it can really be hell on earth. And in this case, down in solitary, the loneliness got to God's prophet. But please do notice that God was with Jeremiah. God did not ever abandon him. The Lord moved in Zedekiah's heart and Jeremiah was shown some mercy. My friend, are you languishing in prison today? Maybe you're just back from a stay in solitary confinement. Are conditions bad where you are? Do you have enemies holding grudges against you? If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, or if you will, if you will trust God, He will provide for you. He will give you provision and protection. There can be no greater friend to you than God. He cares for you. Well, did you know that Jeremiah stayed locked up in this court of the guardhouse until all the way over in Jeremiah chapter 38, verse 28? Let me read that verse, Jeremiah 38, 28. So Jeremiah stayed in the court of the guardhouse until the day that Jerusalem was captured. And you might be thinking, well, that's not that bad. Oh, but wait. During that stretch of time, he did have one more transfer, and this was even worse than the first. We read about the transfer of our prisoner in Jeremiah chapter 38. We have been in chapter 37, and now we go over to chapter 38. As Jeremiah chapter 38 opens, he is in the court of the guardhouse, speaking the word of the Lord and the princes. The government officials overheard what Jeremiah was saying. They do not like it at all. In fact, they get so upset they want to kill him. I'm reading Jeremiah 38 verses 1 through 4. I will skip some names at the beginning of verse 1 to save time. This is Jeremiah 38, the end of verse 1 through verse 4. They heard the words that Jeremiah was speaking to all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, He who stays in this city will die by the sword and by famine and by pestilence. But he who goes out to the Chaldeans will live and have his own life as booty to stay alive. Thus says the Lord, This city will certainly be given into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon, and he will capture it. Then the official said to the king, Now let this man be put to death, inasmuch as he is discouraging the men of war who are left in this city and all the people by speaking such words to them. For this man is not seeking the well-being of this people, but rather their harm. Well, how will King Zedekiah respond, and what will be done with Jeremiah? We will find out next time, and you do not want to miss it. As we conclude, let me say this. God does not promise his servants that we will escape persecution. 
even when we are faithful to him. But God does promise that he will be with us. Are you a Christian struggling in prison? Are you the family member of the incarcerated? God is with you. I hope what has been said encourages you. Join us and Jeremiah next time for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.